Welcome back everybody. This is Eric and Barry here at Moss Pond and Gun. We got another gun gripe for you this week. And uh, this week's gun gripe is going to be the gun show loophole. Alright, and that's a common term that's kind of thrown around and I guess this uh, pretty much qualifies as another uh, media misinformation type deal and that's kind of why we want to hit on it a little bit. And the whole uh, myth or, you know, media claim is that uh, they want all the little soccer moms to believe you can just go to any gun show and just throw cash on the table and buy all the illegal uh, full auto AK-47s you can uh, you can right. afford. But there is there is right. no loophole. There is no loophole at all. It does not exist. If we as an FFL dealer go to a gun show, we have to follow the same rules that we do here. You have to fill out the form. We have to do a background check. We have to call in or whatever. That's the loophole that the media tries to make you believe. A private citizen can go and buy, they can sell guns to each other all day long. If no. they are in the same state. Now you can't sell to somebody that's out of state from you. That's mm -hmm. illegal. That has to go, any state, state to state transaction that involves guns has to be handled through an FFL dealer. So in theory, yes. I mean, if somebody went to a gun show and you decided you want to do business to somebody that's not from the same state as you, then yeah, you're breaking the law. But again, that comes down to the person. As long as that person is from the same state as you, and they have a driver's license, and you can confirm who they are, then there's definitely nothing against selling from an individual from the same state as you. Right. You don't have to do a background check, but when you sell a gun to a private individual, or you buy one from a private individual, make out a bill of sale, substitute, just like a car, substitute the serial number for the VIN number, get the person's ID, and uh, have them sign it that there's no law preventing them from owning a gun. You don't want, it's not your obligation to check their background. And you can do that, uh, you don't even have to do that. The law does not even require you to do that, but to cover your own self. If you've got a gun that you filled, filled out a 4473 on, you just don't want to sell it to any old body and forget about it. Because they can go out, if first time they commit a crime with it, they're going to come and find this form and they're going to come looking for you. Right, they're going to perform a trace, which, right. see, it's a common myth that guns are registered, and they're not. There's no such thing as gun registration at least from a standpoint of federal registration. Now some states uh, require like firearms uh, owner identification card and things like that, but generally across the board at the federal level there is no registration of firearms. All the form 4473 does is allow the authorities to trace the firearm to the person that purchased it. And like I said, if that trail ends with you and you sold it to Joe Blow at a gun show, well you better be able to tell the cops, hey this is this person Having that bill of sale is an excellent way to say, all right, cops, I don't have it anymore. This is who has it. And right. then they go on their breadcrumb trail and they find who has to go. And that will be the end of it for you as, right. long, as long as you're out of it. You're not involved anymore as long as you have a bill of sale showing who bought it and so on and so forth. They go after that person. That's right. This form only shows the last legal transferee through an FFL dealer. You don't have to have this to sell a gun to your neighbor. You, it says right here on this form, you can give a gun away as a gift. That's right, and that's a common way that people come into ownership of, of certain guns. Uh, we see it on a consistent basis every day in our dealings here. Uh, somebody will come in that they don't really care anything about guns. Grandpa or uncle or somebody passed away, and so through some chain of events, they've come to in possession of guns that, you know, were from a relative, okay? And we see a lot of times people come in and say, well, I want this gun registered in my name. And we just look at them like, I mean, 
There's People no, just really no don't do know that. that there's no registration. There's no point to do that. That's right. Well, they hear gun registration all the time in the media, and they're afraid that if, if whoever gets elected this next president is going to require registration of guns and so on and so forth. Some states do require registration, but Georgia's not one of them. That's right. Uh, in some states, you actually have to get permission from a local law enforcement to even buy a gun. You have, to, you have to fill out a form, and then you have to be okayed and checked out before you can even buy the gun. Here in Georgia, if you walk in here with a valid driver's license, and if you have a care permit, you, you fill out your form, you pay your money, and you leave. And people can't believe that. I got people from New York and California saying, that's impossible. You can't just walk in a store and buy a gun and walk out with it. Oh, yes, you can. You can in Georgia. Right. And don't take our uh, word, you know, 100% for gospel. I mean, we're not legal uh, authorities at all. You know, we don't have any kind of legal... Uh, bearing in terms of our advice other than what we deal with here in Georgia. Always know your local state laws and ordinances and, and what they require as to where you live. Uh, most places are just going to require that, of course, the person you're selling directly to uh, be required to be a resident of the same state as you. Most states, that's going to be about the only requirement, unless, of course, they require registration. I know there are a few states that do require a post-sale registration once right. the gun has changed ownership. So as long as you're aware of those types of uh, laws and in what uh, municipalities they, uh, you know, apply to, then you'll be fine. Right. But um, in terms of this just giant creeping, you know, gun show loophole that, that you know, some evil person is going to go and buy all this illegal full auto guns and go kill, you know, 20 kids and a soccer mom, it's, it's just not going to happen. It's just the media. It's just the media, and it's another example of media misinformation and, and their ways to basically curtail your Second Amendment rights and to curtail the uh, free flow of information in society and the free flow of uh, ideas and ultimately product in society. I mean, you know, they want to keep the average person from getting guns no matter what the if, case may be, no matter what how they have to lie to do it. If guns were going to be confiscated, there's, there's more guns out there, there's no paper trail on them than there are guns with this on them. Uh, before 1968, you didn't have to do all this kind of stuff. But anyway, the only way they can control guns is control private individuals from selling to one another. Knows that if I, as a private individual, wanted to sell my neighbor a gun, we would have to go through an FFL dealer, and he would have to fill this out. That's right. And he would have to pay a transfer fee, and then he would be the last legal transferee, and there would be a, there would be a paper trail on that gun. Those guns before 68 didn't even have to be serial numbered. And that's right. And one thing about this form that I want to make clear also is that when you buy a gun over the over the counter sale transaction, 4473, everybody, you know, there's this like giant myth that these things get turned into the government and they get into some secret vault where some, you know, goblins in a vault, you know, count them out and put you in some Big Brother system in, on the internet or computer or something. These things are uh, maintained by the dealer. These are kept by the dealer for a period of. I'm not at liberty to say how long, but there's a certain amount of period that, right. that they're supposed to keep them. As long as you're in business. As long as you're in business. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make an amendment there. When it comes to the uh, length of time that the paperwork is required to be held by the FFL holder, it's generally for the whole length that the uh, business is actually open to the public and, and everything like that. Now, if they change over their FFL type, or whatever, sometimes the ATF will require them to turn in all their 4473s, but generally across the board, in terms of them just being turned in and logged or anything like that, there's no nationwide system, there's no conspiracy to, to 
you know, back, have a backdoor registration of guns. 4473 doesn't do that. All it does is allow them to trace the gun, you know, through the individuals that bought it, through the dealers, and right. where it was sold. Right. So, um, at least so far, there's no. Right. So there, know, yeah, there's no restrictions on on uh, Mr. Smith selling Mr. Jones a gun as long as right. each of them know that they, they're okay to own a gun. That's right. So uh, there is no gun show loophole. If you go to a gun show and buy from a dealer, you're going to do the same thing you would in the store. We don't fool around with going to gun shows because we'd be, have to work seven days a week for one thing, and somebody would have to take the guns there, take the guns back. There's yep. a lot of risk involved in that, and it's just it's, it's really not worth it. Do, uh, guns do get stolen at gun shows. I mean, the truth of the matter is is that it does happen. Right. Um, you know, guns do get stolen. Um, you know, one of the things, too, about taking guns back and forth to gun shows, at least from a dealer standpoint, you know, you get them all scratched up. You know, one gun that had one ding on the stock one month, you take it to a gun show eight weeks in a row, and what happens? You get all these dings all over the stock, scratches, because after a while you get tired of toting them around. And, you know, it's kind of hard to take a high-end gun to a gun show because, you know what I mean, you just have to use a lot of care in transporting them back and forth. I mean, things happen like that. Um, I know there's a lot of dealers, at least here locally, that go to the gun show circuit a lot. And one of their uh, overall methods is that they're trying to get rid of some of their hard-to-move inventory at really low prices. Mm -hmm. You'll have table A set up on one side of the uh, aisle and table B, and they're both selling the same exact gun, and they're going back and forth arguing over $5 at a time until finally what happens is you get them talked down to the point where they're selling the gun at cost. They're not making any money. So from a, at least from a business standpoint, there's really not a whole lot lucrative about gun shows. There's really, it's just where a lot of dealers go to get rid of their excess inventory. Right. You can't make no damn money at a gun show, really. Well, I think that that pretty well sums up the, uh, the gun show loophole. There is not one. So that's right. Don't let anybody tell you there is. Yeah, that's just another example of the media just being full of it, basically. Right, right. These gun shows are gun bazaars, they call it. And, that's uh, right. You can go there and just buy a gun and walk out with it. That's, that's not going to happen. All right, everybody, we've got a special treat for you today. This here is Kerry Moss. This Hi, is our boss, me and Barry's boss, and uh, he's pretty much the brains behind the whole operation. Uh, Mr. Moss? Well, I, pre I appreciate that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm not here all the time when they're filming stuff, but uh, we do appreciate all you people that uh, enjoy and watch our YouTube. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun for all of us, and uh, I hope that you learn something new every time you look at one of the videos. That's the uh, that's the purpose of it to educate, help educate people and the public. And uh, like I said. I'm, I walk around in the shadows. I try to stay out of the way all I can. But I'm here. I'm here. We do what we have to to keep things rolling. So I'll be popping in from time to time. Oh yeah. To, you know, and we'll uh, we're gonna be starting doing some other things along this year. Yeah, we definitely have the mosses to thank because uh, you know the mosses they uh, donate lots of hand loading components, lots of ammo for the videos. I mean, they donate their time so. You know, just want to, you know, let you guys meet Mr. Moss and, uh, you know, know that it's definitely uh, him and his family that, um, you know, are responsible for helping a lot of these videos come to light. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy him. I just want you guys to meet him. And uh, on a point there, I want to talk about the reloading and the ammo and bullets and things like that, of that nature. You know, we're, uh, those of you that haven't looked at our total uh, website, you know, that's on the, uh, 
we got an e-commerce section that is, be, is opening up real soon here where we should have all of our materials that we have in the store and you'll be able to look through and pick and you can talk to Eric and Barry and Ray about things and they can tell you what we got and boom, we'll just ship it right to you, you know, that's right. So once uh, once all the e-commerce stuff goes uh, completely full circle, I'll make another video announcing it in case you didn't see this, and we'll make sure uh, you guys know what's what. You'll be able to get T-shirts, hats, all that yeah. stuff on the e-commerce too, if you so choose. So uh, yeah, we've got some new shirts and hats coming. They should be in real soon here, and uh, maybe some other things that you might be interested in. Outstanding. So we do appreciate what you do to to support our business. Now have a good day. Y'all have a good one.